Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey now, you're an Alright, welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, content manager at so-called Fantasy Experts and founder of FantasySixPack.net. Tonight is the All-Star Game, so we will be taking a bit of a more of a relaxed approach to the show tonight. Um if you were with us last year at this time, uh, it'd be much of the same. We're just going to have some fun and, and uh, just talk some baseball. Although we'll, we'll try not to give too much play by play like last year, but that being said, let me introduce my co-host tonight, AJ Applegarth. What is going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? Happy all-star day game or all-star game day. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I was, uh, I just, I turned it on and, and uh, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, I, I said last year, uh, I forget when it was exactly, but I had an argument with one of our with one of our good friends. Um, there may or may not have been some alcohol involved, but we got a little heated, and he was claiming that Bryce Harper was going to be like bet the best player ever, and and I was like, no, I think Chris Chris Bryant's going to be, and and of course last year he got me. You know, Harper had an amazing amazing year. Bryant was a rookie, so like he had to. Ex- you know, I had to expect a little bit of ups and downs with him. Uh, but this year I've definitely got him on the Bryant and, and uh, first inning Harper grounds out and then Bryant jacks a home run right behind him. <laughs> so I immediately sent a message to, to Eric and, uh, and, and rubbed that one in. I was like, yeah, Chris Bryant home run. It would have been nice if that guy, Bryce Harper would have gotten on base in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been. He hates it, but uh, he knows I'm right, so it's pretty fun. Um, anyway, man, uh, do you catch the you catch the derby last night? That was a hell of a show, dude. I yeah. So we missed the first round, uh, Trumbo versus um, Seager, and turned it on right for Giancarlo's first initial bashing. Um, which was incredible. Uh, and then Cano just totally crap in the bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you didn't watch along. <laughs> watched through the rest of it. And then, you know, we kind of, uh, we were kind of in and out. I didn't really catch all of the, um, the Adam Duvall matchup and, uh, and Will Myers. And then, you know, we saw the phrase for one. So I was happy. I was happy for Frazier. He's kind of, you know, one of my many man crushes. I feel like, but yes, probably have yes. too many of those to uh, want to admit. But um, 
Yeah, I saw that and then saw both the both semifinals and then didn't really catch the the fi- the final match up with Frazier and Stanton. I kind of dozed off at that point. Yeah, all, all I gotta say is Stanton is a robot. The dude's not human. It's too easy for him. Like it's crazy. His swing is just so effortless, and it just—it's just crazy how powerful he is. It, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty amazing to watch. I did get to see. I missed. I missed the first round too. Um, so I missed the one where Trumbo hit it over top of the. I guess there's like a building in San Diego that has never been hit over, and he hit over it. Um, yeah. The, was that the rooftop? thing that they were showing or something. Yeah, I, I think don't know it's that it building was, that the building in left field the left. that everybody kept hitting the that's my guess. Yeah. But I didn't actually see it. But I did see that they were talking about for his second time the second time he got up, um the matchup before him, they were talking about nobody's hit the scoreboard. And then the very first time he gets up, the very first swing, he hits the scoreboard. Oh he rocked it. It's unbelievable it power Trumbo has. And yeah, it was it was fun to watch though. Trumbo and Trumbo and Stanton should have absolutely been the final, but Frazier's good too. But Trumbo and Stanton was clearly the 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 best show of the night. Yeah, I was I was kind of disappointed that uh, you know the way that they did the lineup that way. So you know Trumbo got kind of stuck against Giancarlo in the second round instead of it for the finale but and for whatever reason I I guess I wasn't paying attention to the names initially I thought it was like four from each league but then it was five NL and only three AL um this might be a stupid question but did they set it up with um did they just go off of the stats as far as who's hit the most home runs before the all-star break and then if somebody uh, was up no. in that number, they they didn't want to play or, or participate, that they didn't have to, and then they moved to the next one or something. Like, oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I didn't follow any of that. I was gonna say no because Chris Bryant wasn't in, and he leads the NL in home runs. But yeah. um, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they decided who was I, gonna be in there. How many does Cano even have? I mean, I know he's got a bunch, but I wasn't thinking he had. I think he. I mean, he's got I didn't like. Think he was that high? Maybe he's eighteen or something. I'm looking. Yeah, he's but... near like eighteen, twenty. But I think. I don't know. I mean, yeah, twenty is twenty is a good number. I don't know exactly what it is though, but. Yeah. <clears throat> Twenty-one. Oh wow! All right. Yeah, I mean, I know he's had a hell of a first half. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah, but I mean, um, he, just didn't, he didn't have it, so that was okay. I mean, but then again, it's like, oh, you're going up against Stanton. You see that, and you're like, great, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you probably he Stanton hit what 24 in the first round. Cano was probably yeah. like, I don't even care. Like, <laughs> just with that, like, what are you gonna do? It's just not you're not hitting that many. No, yeah, it was like, that was a hell of a show. Um, so I do want to talk about. Um, before we get into our all-star baseball, you know, fun that we did last year, and I want to kind of do the same this year, I want to talk about, I'm in these Scott Fishbowl leagues. I don't know if you've heard of these, the Scott Fishbowl 480. 
No. So it's it's a total of 480 teams. And so it's 40 different leagues with 12 teams each. Now the and then there's like a, a super playoff. So it ends up being, I don't know the exact numbers. It's like the top, they're broken down into conferences of like five different divisions. And I think the top 20 or so from each conference make it to the super playoffs. Okay. And then the playoffs are, are scored off of points, not record. So you don't go head to head. So it's like you get your total points and then the, you add week 13 to it. And then the best, 16 go into a four-week playoff. I don't know. It's something like that. I don't know the exact details of the playoffs, but it's that general idea. Um, now the kind of cool thing about this is, so first off, it's, it's a mix of about 85% industry guys from all different sites. And, and, um, and then there, there's there's some fans that, that got added to it as well. But I'm talking like Scout Fantasy, 4 for 4, Football Guys, Roto-Viz, um, Roto-World, NFL. Um, I could go on. I mean, a bunch of guys from so-called Fantasy Experts and then like the Fantasy Network and Razzball. There are tons and tons and tons of sites. I mean, I could – probably talk for two minutes just listening to all the sites so yeah. the setup of this league is what makes it really interesting and really kind of fun in my opinion so it's one quarterback two running backs three receivers and a tight end then there's four flex and one of the okay. flex can be a super flex so you can start a quarterback so basically it's a two quarterback league um, cause you'd be kind of crazy not to start two quarterbacks in my opinion. Um, but I'm yeah, sort of guessing. I mean, if, if it's a flex that you can play anything or your super flex. Yeah. I, yeah One I of would. the four flexes is a super flex. Not okay. all of them. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like well, the first round would just be nothing, but yeah, I would have taken four straight quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and then the scoring is even more different. So it's it's a half point PPR for running backs and receivers, but tight ends are a full point to kind of even it out for them. And then yeah. it's a quarter point per rush. Yeah. Rush okay. attempt. So that gives the that gives the boost back to the running backs to kind of even them back out. Yeah. Uh, so I'll admit I didn't I kind of, the draft of this league kind of crept up on me. I didn't realize it was starting this Monday, and it's a slow draft, so thankfully I have time in between picks to kind of like go back and, and make some adjustments and figure out what I need to do next. But it's um, it's very interesting, and I mean, <laughs> he has the conferences named by uh, like actors and actresses, so the conferences okay. are things like funny men, funny women, Badass women, leading women, leading men. I'm in the I'm in the leading men conference, and specifically the Denzel Washington division. So, um, some of the guys, just to give you a, a feel for some of the guys in in my division, um, football guys: Ari Engel, uh, Dynasty Football Warehouse, Ben Samuels, um, a guy we've had on the show before from fan uh, from. Um, 
Oh, man, I'm blanking what site he writes for. I get him and the other <laughs> we have on here all the time. I'm confused. But uh, Mark Kaplan, he's, he is on he is on the show. I believe he's Fantasy Alarm. Um, and then um, a guy from Roto Grinders. Oh, actually, have you ever you've seen those commercials with Chris Prince? Uh, the DFS, yeah. one the, like one of the big yeah, DFS, yeah. yeah, he's in my league. Really funny. Nice. Uh, I've realized that today when he made some very interesting picks. Uh, anyway, so you can just assume, you can just imagine how, you know, kind of weird the draft is in general. And my, so my first four picks has been, so I, I had the ninth pick. So I took with the ninth pick overall, I took DeAndre Hopkins. And the fact that he falls to the ninth pick just shows you right there that it's been a crazy first round at that point already. Because Hopkins is going like number five overall in most leagues. Um, so the very first pick of the draft was Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> the first – wait, I'm sorry. One more time? The first yes, pick you, – You heard me right. Of, of the first draft? The first pick in our draft – was Ezekiel Elliott. There you go. You you heard me right. The I, second I pick. You. The second pick, not Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. The third pick, not Antonio Brown again, Odell Beckham. The fourth pick, mm-hmm. not Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley. Finally, the guy at the fifth pick was gifted Antonio Brown. And because of this, Julio Jones falls one pick away from me, who is my number two Ugh. pick overall. <laughs> and I was so mad. Wow. And, of course, it's Mark Kaplan, my nemesis. He's been in, like, three three leagues of mine. And, it's, I don't know, we battle out pretty good every time. So, my first pick was Hopkins. I came back around. I took uh, Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson went right one pick in front of me. I was actually kind of surprised. Uh, I wow. mean, I know it's see and see, that's the thing. So you gotta, you gotta figure like, so quarterbacks are obviously have more heavily valued in this league because you can start two, but the running quarterbacks get a lot of, a lot of boosts. So Cam Newton was the sixth pick in the draft. Yeah. I mean, you look at, at that 0.25 points per rush. Exactly. That helps you a lot for that. Yeah. So I took Rogers. I think he's gonna have a big bounce back year. Uh, with, with Nelson back. And then I came back around in the third and got Devonta Freeman almost at the very end of the third. And I thought that was a steal. Um, and then I came back around and I was hoping for Cobb and he was taking two picks in front of me, but I ended up settling for McCoy. So now I've got two running backs, which is weird, but like in this format, having two running backs early, I don't feel like it's such a bad thing because of that point per rush. Yeah. So, um, and running backs are devalued a little bit because it's not a full PPR. It's only a half PPR. Mm -hmm. This league is completely like upside down. I mean, some of the picks are just so wonky. I mean, the guy, Chris Prince, this is why I wanted to mention him. He had the turn pick at three, four. He took Blake Bortles and Jameis Winston back to back. He took Jameis Winston (sighs) over guys like, Palmer, Brady, Carr, Eli Manning, I could go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know Jameis Winston uh, is 
poised to have a decent year, but that's interesting. Not that good. I mean, he's not. He shouldn't have been picked there. Put it that way. I mean, I, I get the the allure of him, but I just don't. I don't think that that. Yeah, I don't think that makes sense. Yeah. So. I actually had I actually want you to kind of grade my pick here of McCoy because I don't I don't necessarily like it but I felt like it was a pick I had to make. Some of the some of the receivers that I was looking at at this point were like Demarius Thomas and Michael Floyd and um Eric Decker um trying to think who else did I have? Um, they weren't, they weren't names that were like absolutely just screaming out to me that I had to take them. Now had Cobb been there, like I said, I absolutely would have taken him, but yeah. it just, well, are you, you're in the, the leading man division. Is that where it was? I am. Okay. I'm just trying and then to Denzel I'm Washington. pulling it back up and then, all right, there we go. Bell, Odell. All right. I got you. All right, so you've got Hopkins, Rogers, Freeman, McCoy. I mean, based on the backs off the board, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the pick. Um, I think you you really had to get Freeman where you did. Yeah, when he uh, fell to me, I just kind of was like, well, okay. Cause, I mean, I still have him rated pretty high. I think I'm going to drop him a little bit because there's just a lot of news coming out of Atlanta that uh, he's not going to get quite the workload he did last year, uh, which yeah. I kind of expected, but now it sounds like it might be even more. But it's – it's um, Well, and and he's going to have some regression, I want to call it. Oh, of but course. If you look at, at his stats from last year, though – you know, he had monster games early on, and then mm-hmm. he kind of tailed off. And he then did. he had a couple more monster games. And that's really what what drove his value up so much. But I think a lot of it was that workload, too. And Atlanta wasn't a great team last year, so, it, you know, just the fact that him still carrying such a heavy workload on a team that wasn't very good, uh, you know, that scares me a little bit, but if they're going to be better than what they were and cut his workload back, you know, I, I still like the pick. Yeah. I think, you, like I said, where where he is and based on who's already off the board, I mean, he, he's got to be the best option in my mind. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, I took Freeman out debating between him and, and him and Martin and um, – had, right had, right? yeah, yeah, and had Brandon Marshall fallen to me, I was actually thinking about taking him, but he got picked right in front of me. So it kind of made yeah. my job a little easier. But when you know, when I came back around and I was staring at guys like Latrell McCoy, Forte, um, and, and then like Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate, Emmanuel Sanders, and I was kind of looking at Michael Floyd, but I feel like I can get Michael Floyd like a round or two later if I really wanted him. The other guy yeah. was, was Olsen, and he went one after me. He's so I was thinking about going yeah. tight end because of the one-point PPR for tight ends. But 
with Kelvin Benjamin coming back and then you got to figure, you know, the rest of that receiving core is going to be able to step it up a little bit with, with, um, uh, what was the rookie last year name? Blanken. Funches. Um, yeah. With Funches possibly he's taking a step forward. Um, yeah. you know, I think there'll be a little less going around to Olsen, so he won't be quite as valuable, but you know, he's been just a model of consistency. He's for, been, yeah, he's been awesome. I'm not too worried about him, but I feel no. like I can get a, you know, a tight end later that I'll be okay with. I still think tight ends are tight ends after Gronk. Sorry, yeah. everybody else. But, yeah, so yeah no, what, I mean, what do you think? I, I want to move on here. I mean, what do you think about my McCoy up. pick? I like it. I mean, I give it. I give it a B. Um, I, I still like having two running backs that you know you can count on. And McCoy was injured a lot last year, so that kind of hurt his value. But kind of always injured. I, That's kind of a fear for me. Well, exactly. But I, I think he had a great season. You know, two years ago, I think it was when he was in Philly. He, he oh, yeah. blew it up, and you know. I think Buffalo is, is going to be a surprise team this year. I think they're going to kind of come out and they're they're going to play better than they have and they're going to surprise some people. And a lot of that's going to come from McCoy. So I think you're going to get solid output from them. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I can't see the rest of available picks, but, you know, based on just seeing who's gone and, and who I could imagine being left, I, I like him better than, than Forte. I like him better than J.H.I.E. You know, uh, Deion Lewis is another one. No. Uh, you know, Rawls, he, you don't know what's going on with him in that injury. So, you know, there's he's going to be able to hold up. Seattle for him. Man, is this like, is this home run? Is this all-star game a home run derby? This is the third home run hit already. Jeez. Third. Oh. Perez just rocked it. I'm behind you. Yeah. I was like, wow. third. Hell, I've only seen two. Yeah, and Perez is nice. jacked one. Wow. This is interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I just got done saying we weren't going to do play-by-play for the All-Star game, but uh, yeah. oh, sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I feel like I'm definitely going to have to go heavy wide receiver from here on out, and then, you know, just kind of get value receipt or running backs to fill in the holes. And the interesting part will be when do I reach for that second quarterback and what tier of quarterback do I want? Do I want to go get like the Mariota or the, or, or below, which is just kind of a crap shoot. Or do I want to go yeah. after guys like Carr and cousins or, you know, somebody maybe even a little higher, which means I probably got to grab one in the next couple rounds. Uh, yeah, so, you might have to. Uh, I mean, you got to see how how it's going too. Obviously, if there's no major run on quarterbacks, then you know I think you could be good to to wait. But I mean, there's guys out there like Dante Moncrief that you could probably yeah, no, there's fairly a ton late. of receivers I like a little later. You know, like Eric Decker, even you know he had a good season. Uh, I probably won't get him on the way back because I have so many picks. I'm I'm basically at the end. I'm, yeah. I'm a number nine pick, so I have so many picks in front of me. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I mean, there's like ADP boards. Um, this a site called Two QBs dot com or something like that. Two mm-hmm. QBs. 
I don't know. Um, because the exact name of the, the yeah two QBs. They they did a bunch of a bunch of stuff for these leagues, and and they they put an ADP board together, and it's just it is nothing like any. If you look at all, you can go into my fantasy league and look at all the different drafts from all the different divisions. There yeah. is not a single draft that is like the other. Not even close. None of these drafts are because <laughs> everybody's kind of guessing and trying to figure it out. It's everybody's got their own completely different model of how they want to build their team. It seems like, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. I know people, you know, I've, I've actually heard people saying that they're not going to go for quarterbacks. They're just going to take some, you know, late round guys. They're going to, you know, wait on quarterbacks like they do in a normal league. And that seems kind of crazy to me, but and yeah. there's guys in my league that in my division that have, three running backs already. That's it. Three running backs. And then there's guys that are three receivers and that's it. Um, it's, it's, it's totally, totally different for, for every team. And it's, it's kind of fun. It's just, it's a totally different ball game. So we'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, you know, maybe update, update the listeners periodically throughout the league, throughout the league. But, uh, or throughout the year and see how I'm doing, if I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's worth, worth taking a look at and seeing what's what. Yeah, so, um, so anyway, what, what I wanted to, what we wanted to do today was like what we did last year. And, you know, we'll, we'll go through a little, little bit of a different format this year. I think last year we just kind of did overall all-star team for both of us. But I thought yeah. this year would be, you know, it'd be a little more fun to do an AL NL, and so that, you know, I've been an American League fan for my entire life. Uh, I figured I would take the AL, and then since you've grown up rooting for the Phillies, you know, you kind of converted to the Orioles, um, then you can take the NL. Yeah. So yeah. I'll start. I'll start here real quick with uh, with my catcher, and uh, he, he's already put on a good show this All Star game. And Sal Perez, probably not much of a surprise. You know, I was kind of looking for maybe a a surprise all-star pick from the AL as far as catcher goes, but AL catchers are are pretty bad when it comes, like the the leaderboard is pretty much all National League catchers and then Sal Perez. So it's pretty easy. Not great numbers. You're not really getting great numbers from any of these catchers. I mean, 14 home runs is pretty good. Um, you're taking that 283 average. That's good for definitely good for a catcher. Um, but you know, nothing to nothing to get too excited about. Yeah, I've got you know a couple of. Uh, I feel like uh, you know the, the the NL is kind of you know, the obvious choices of people. But, I mean, a couple of guys here I looked at, you know, Wilson Ramos is actually the guy I like a little bit more than the other guy I listed was Lucroy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Lucroy is nice because he's, he's getting you something in, in all five categories. Um, you know, he's only, he's only got four stolen bases, but it's something. 
you know. Um, better than almost every other catcher out there, it, if not better than every catcher out it, there. Yeah. I mean, Real, uh, Real Muto from Miami's got nine, and Posey's got five. So he's right there. But you don't expect to get stolen bases from your catcher, so that's why I'm kind of leaning towards Ramos. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's got – he's healthy, and that's what's gotten him here. You know, he's finally healthy. He's putting it together. He's got a 330 average, you know, 13 homers going into the break, which is, which is awesome. Um, you know, 48 RBIs is, is helping you. 39 runs is helping you. And he plays on a good team that's going to be winning games and, and putting up, you know, runs. So it, it's good to have somebody in that kind of a lineup. So I, I give him the slight edge over Luke Croy, but, you know, Luke Croy is right there too for me. Yeah, I would have uh I would have taken what Ramos and I know that's you know the more obvious choice. He's he's the number one player on the player radar, but that batting average of his is just incredible. Um but Lucroy is definitely good, so hard to argue there. Yeah. So first base, there's a lot of choices at first base, I feel like. And um but but I went ahead and took Edwin Encarnacion and I mean, you look at his numbers and like batting average not great. Home runs twenty three. That's not even the most in the American League, um, but it's up there. But eighty RBI, just phenomenal. That's a, that's a it's search. an absurd number. I mean, there will be players that do not finish with eighty RBI in the entire season. A lot of players. He's got it in the first half of the year. That's uh, it's pretty absurd. So Edwin Encarnacion is hands down the American League All Star for, for for first base and fantasy baseball this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here again, I I went with uh, you know, a guy who who is playing, but he he's really turned it on this year. You know, we we talked about him a little bit as it is, um, Mr. Will Myers, hometown boy. Uh, from San Diego, you know, he's hitting just over 20 points over his career average of 265 at 286 in a, in a huge ballpark. So I, I really like the average, you know, I, I do think it might drop a little closer to the, to the career line, but I'm taking it right now. He's a 19 homers um, and 60 RBI. So, I, I don't know what's not to like right there. I mean, he's he's clearly playing very well, and, and he's kind of showing that breakout, you know, ability. Plus, he's got 15 stolen bases. So, yeah, you, you tack that in with a five five twenty two slugging. I mean, I don't understand what what you wouldn't like about this guy right now. I mean, he's playing above what you're used to. And and he's just killing it. Plus he's got outfield eligibility too. So, you know, if you if you have another uh you know, a Rizzo or a Goldschmidt and then you kind of fell into drafting Myers late, you know, you can plug him in as a utility or an outfield and, and reap the benefits there too. So Will Myers is is all the way. Yeah, no, Will. My, I'm. I was glad you picked Will Myers. I was, 
there's I mean there's a lot of guys you can pick at first base too, but Will Myers, man, he's he's having an awesome season. And I did not see it coming. I kinda wrote him off. I was tired of Will Myers. Oh, so yeah. I, I good did for too. him. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people did, I, man. Yeah, well the people that held on or like I said, they're reaping the benefits and you know, and it's paying off, so Yep. So second base, man, I was actually uh I mean I feel like so Altuve, you know, I think he's the obvious choice. I mean, the batting average is 341. That's just crazy. He's got 14 home run already. He didn't he didn't expect 14 home runs already. You don't expect that. 23 stolen bases that you do expect. Um but I mean, there's some other really good second basemen like this position all of the offensive positions in baseball now, like even shortstop, they're not nearly as shallow as they used to be. And, uh, you know, you got guys like Kinsler and Cano, who's having, you know, an awesome year. We just, we already mentioned him. Rohan Odor, um, he's having, in my opinion, the best season. And probably, you know, that's maybe partially because he punched Jose Bautista and I don't like him. But, um, you know, but no, Altuve is the choice here. I mean, the home runs and the stolen bases combined are just crazy. The, the batting average is is top, and I believe it's actually tops in baseball. I didn't look that up actually, but batting average has to be has to be up there. Um, actually, three forty eight, Daniel Murphy. Uh, but that's NL. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> Which I have a feeling might have given away something for you. Um, but yeah, Altuve. I mean, top-notch player. But there, there's plenty of other good players to choose from there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of uh, Daniel Murphy, uh, I did have him listed again as the obvious choice, um, just because he's been so lights out. And whether or not we want to believe it, you you have to believe it right now because it's there. It's staring you in the face. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, 348 average is is craziness right now. So, again, I think that'll fall off in the second half, you know, as the season wears on. But, I mean, he's been he's been riding high since the playoffs last year, and you know, he's just still got it going on. So, you got 17 homers out of him, only two stolen bases, but you're not really looking for stolen bases from him. I feel like doesn't really seem to run anymore as it is. So, um. You know, he's just putting it out there. But the guy that I actually like and and wanted to, to bring in was uh, Gene Segura. Uh, he's kind of rejuvenated himself out in Arizona. You know, he's hitting 311. Um, he's never been a big power guy, but he's, he's got six homers, you know, only 36 RBIs. But, you know, again, he's, I feel like he's mostly a leadoff guy anyway, so your RBIs aren't going to be there. Um, and, you know, he's just kind of come back from these couple of injury-plagued seasons, and, you know, he had that breakout uh, campaign in Milwaukee a few years back. Um, You know, that was, was like, his best year in 2013 where he was hitting 294, so he's already above that. Um, You know, he had 44 stolen bases. You know he's only a third of the way to that, so we'll see. I think he, I think he can still be a thirty stolen base guy. It's going to be close, but 
you know, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit that. Um, so I, I like what he's doing, and, and I think if he can get into some double-digit homers, you know, he, he should be able to get four more, obviously. So I think, uh, I think he's my pick. Yeah, no, he's definitely having a big bounce back here. Uh so I, I do like him. Um I'd I'd probably go with Murphy. I mean he's again just kind of another another level there at, at second base. Yeah. So like, you know. I see I see where yeah. you're going. So it's I'm trying <laughs> it's yeah, okay. I'm trying to not pick the obvious choice of here course. and, and yeah, that, that's see a guy that's I get it. still out there. But no, I mean you, you gotta give those guys credit because they deserve it. They they're yep real life all stars for a reason. So, you know, if they're playing that well to get in the all star game for you know, for the real life game, then yeah, they're they're probably doing pretty well in their fantasy teams, so Yeah, in most cases. Um and on to third base, um you know, for the for the whole year I've going into the year I actually was had Manny Machado ranked ahead of this guy going into the season. And he's not super far behind, but one of those reasons was that, I mean, Manny Machado stole 20 bases last year. And I thought, okay, well, if he's going to be able to hit, you know, 30 bombs and steal 25 bases again, or, you know, even 20, um, then I, I think, he could overtake this guy as the best third baseman, in, at least in the AL, probably in all of baseball. Um, I think defensive-wise, Manny Machado is, is clearly top-notch um, and the yeah. best in the game. But Josh Donaldson is just on another level again, and it's hard to argue with, we just had a guy with 80 RBI, now we've got a guy with 80 runs scored. <laughs> just, I mean, there you go. Is is uh, is Edwin Encarnacion just hitting in Josh Donaldson every single time. Is that what's going on here? Because that's crazy. Um, uh, yeah, it must be. <laughs> I mean, over 300 average, 23 bombs. You know, he started out kind of, you know, he went through a real funk there where he wasn't doing all that great. And then this last month or so, he's just been absolutely crushing the ball. And, um, yeah, Josh Donaldson, I mean, I, I – I tried to look elsewhere. There's just nobody can even touch him. And, and no. you know, Machado's the next closest, but 80, 80 runs scored at the break is just a spin number. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we got a third base on my side. Again, the go-to stud players that, that you can easily name, Chris Bryant and, uh, and Arenado. I mean, they're just they're just destroying the ball, you know. Any any which way you look at it, Bryant already had you know his homer tonight. So once Arenado gets in, I wouldn't be surprised if he rocks one himself. Um, and it, it definitely wouldn't be the first time he's done it in San Diego either. So I mean, those guys are are definite all stars. They're they're you know bona fide first round if not second round picks you know or based on what they're doing now you know looking into next year I could see them both being first rounders easily um, 
but the guy I want to go with is a guy that we talked about and the guy you, you know, rubbed into my face for dropping, uh, Mr. Jake Lamb, uh, sticking with the Arizona theme here. Uh, um, I, I mean, it's it's hard not to like this guy, uh, except for when I dropped him, I guess. I just didn't like him anymore. Um, my only knock on him is that he, he's not going to be getting as many at-bats as the other two guys. Um, because he, he, you know, a little bit of a timeshare with with the crowdedness they have there, I feel like. But maybe that's because he was uh, was he injured at some point? And I'm just not missing. You know, no, missing he just, he, he was. They were doing. They were playing the lefty righty matchups with him for a while, but they've been they've yeah. actually been playing him against lefties. Like the last game before the break, um, they actually played him against Bumgarner. I mean, that's one of the best lefties in the game. So. Uh, yeah. maybe that's a good sign for lamb and, and I'm definitely happy because that was one of the things I was worried about is, is, you know, he just loses a ton of playing time, especially come fancy playoff time. Ours is in just a few weeks here. And, um, you know, was I going to have to like roster an extra third baseman or yeah. in, in my case, like a, a corner infielder just <laughs> because he sits so many games but it yeah. looks like I might I might be okay, and I could you know use that roster spot elsewhere, which is definitely definitely nice because I don't have to worry about Lamb. I don't think he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, two ninety one average, forty nine runs, and sixty one RBIs, twenty homers, three stolen bases. Again, he's getting you, you know, hits in in all the five major categories, um, and that's again in a lower at bat total. So, you know, it's definitely worth, worth looking into, especially if he's going to not have to deal with that platoon. Um, yeah, I like him the rest of the way. So you're welcome. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm definitely pleased to have him on my team. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so going to short stop, um, I'm going to skip over who might be thought of as one of the more obvious choices for shortstop because I'm going to use him elsewhere. He's got multiple position eligibility. Um, and I know Eduardo Nunez is rated better, but I have a tough time believing in Eduardo Nunez as actually being this good of a player. Um, the guy I'm going with, though, is Alexander Bogarts. And... I mean, we're talking almost a 330 average, double-digit home runs and steals already. Um, you know, the the Red Sox offense definitely helps, but you know, he's he's one of the main cogs in that offense, and he's a reason why they're as good as they are. Um, I could have gone Machado here because he technically has shortstop eligibility, but I'm not really, I don't, I'm not, I don't know, I don't want to, I'm not counting that, but I mean, I guess if I was counting Machado or Machado having shortstop eligibility, then it'd be him. But Bogart is right there with him because he's got the steals, and, and Manny has zero, which really surprises me after last year. I don't know why they're not running him more. But yeah, Bogart is my guy. I don't know why they're not running Manny more, but... They don't run at all. We have the, the Orioles have the least attempts in the league, I think. Yeah, and they really shouldn't. I mean, it's not like they just forgot how to steal. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, 
Kirby's got to get on his, uh, on his horse over there, get everybody else on theirs. So, um, but shortstop, that was a pretty easy pick for me. So you couldn't have guessed it. I got to go with uh, the story of the first half, and that is Mr. Trevor Story Ooh, in Colorado. That joke. Uh, whatever. And uh, <laughs> you know he's. He, He's tailed off a little bit from his red hot start, but he's he's at 260 and 21 homers and 57 uh, ribbies there. Only got five stolen bases, but you know whatever, it's something. Um, you know, so he's clearly the guy. You know, now that Jose Reyes has been reinstated and then shipped back off to New York, um, you know the 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 spot is stories, you know, that was always kind of the question mark aside from, you know, how quickly is this guy going to cool off after week one? Um, but, you know, he's been, he's still been consistent with the homers. Um, he, he's missed a couple of days here and there with some little ticky tack injuries lately. Um, you know, but he, he's only got two homers this month so far. Uh, well, you know, his last one was they were in the same game. game. <laughs> well, I know, it, and it was it was two in the same game versus Philly, um, yeah. but it was at Colorado. So that's what kind of what I'm looking at here and seeing. You know, with his homers, you know, June 26th was was at home against Arizona. He hit one away, and then again at home versus. The Yankees. Well, he's actually got, um, if you look at his splits, he's actually got more home runs away, 11, to home home runs, 10. So it's close, but he's actually got more yeah, away. So that's actually a good sign. It, it is a good sign. But if you look at that, too, those those first, you know, the first three games, he hit four homers at Arizona, which is a bandbox. So, oh, you know. It, I did, yeah, that's a good call. It's. Still, you know, and then his next homer after the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. His eighth homer was at Cincinnati, another bandbox, at home against Pittsburgh uh, at the end of April, and then away at Arizona again. So half of his home runs are in Arizona, it seems like. Uh, he did crush one at San Fran, so that's nice. Um, at yeah, that's Seattle, hard to hit it. At Boston. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's at L.A. It's not I, – I just feel like it's something that, that could be looked at. It's something to keep an eye on because it's probably – Oh, yeah, absolutely. Trades. All those Rockies players, they get a big boost by home. But, you know, that's why you draft yeah. them. The thing, that, the thing that gets me with him is, is the batting average home and away. His batting average home is 288. Batting average yeah. away is 235. So, like, that's a big telling sign there that, you know, he needs to be able to – to hit better on the road, but the whole Rockies offense doesn't hit very well away. I mean, that's why you, I mean, you can, you can rely on your pitchers playing this powerful Colorado Rockies offense, even when, or when they're on the road. So, um, yeah, you know, like I, I think I picked up, I picked up, I picked up like Adam Conley, like a month ago when they were playing Colorado, I needed a spot start real quick. And I was like, Oh, Conley, sure. Whatever. And he destroyed them. So, yeah. uh, so it worked out pretty well. And 
you know, I mean, right there, that's that's kind of that's kind of what it is. So yeah, no, Trevor Story's he's good. He's definitely surprised me. He hasn't fallen off quite as much as I thought he would. The batting average yeah, definitely dipped. He's, I think he's he above. Oh yeah, he was way way over. He was above like three hundred for a long time. So he's definitely yeah. come down. But I mean, two sixty is still not bad. But it's I think it's going to come down even farther. I mean. Yeah, I, I could see him sadly settling in around two forty ish. Um, but you know, who knows? We'll see what he can do. Maybe he'll get a little rejuvenated. But I, I do think he deserves an all star nod and that you know, he was in that last vote, uh, you know, last man vote, whatever the hell they call it. And all right, you know, who then won those? um that's a good question. I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know either. Let's see. It did not. Doesn't say on there, but Star, uh, Starling Marte is who won it for them because I just remember seeing his name on there. Um, which, and not that he's not deserving either, but the, the kicker is that uh, our boy from uh, St. Louis, Aladimas Diaz, Aladimas. What the hell are you saying? First name? Actually, it was Michael Saunders and Brandon Belt that won the final votes. I think uh, Marte took. Really? Uh, oh, he was. I think Marte took somebody else. He's an injury replacement. Yeah, so Michael yeah, Saunders. Got, I'm, uh, and Brandon Belt. You're right. Sorry, Marte. But see, I think Mar- Marte was in the running for it. He was. And, he was. And I don't think Diaz was. But he wasn't. Diaz is an injury replacement at shortstop. For somebody, um, so I, I I don't get that, and that kind of bothered me. I mean, not again. Diaz has, has been a great surprise too, and has played well. But if you have a guy in the final vote running, and then you bypass him for somebody else, I, I, I that I don't understand. And I'm pretty sure the guy wasn't like, oh well, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to pass on my first All Star game. Granted, it's Diaz's first, too, but I don't know. So, whatever. Enough about that. We can move on. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, so, outfielders, I figured, you know, we'd, we'd each give at least three. Um, and I'm going to kind of go a little over that, kind of. We'll see. Um, so, obviously, duh, like Trout. He's having an awesome season again. It looks like he's going to, you know, he's he's trying to get his stolen base total back up. He's got 15 on the year. Um, but, you know, I wanted to be a little different. Um, the guy that I was going to put at first base because he has eligibility, but uh, Encarnacion kind of took that spot was, was Mark Trumbo. I mean, he's also got outfield eligibility. So 28 home runs. And, you know, we spoke about him earlier, just amazing power, having an awesome season for the Orioles. I really hope the Orioles can somehow find a way to re-sign this guy, but I'm afraid he's going to turn into, you know, Nelson Cruz 2.0. He's just going to bounce, you know, go get paid because the Orioles are not going to pay him. And this is, this is how they roll. Um, Well, so it's unfortunate. That's what surprised me. I didn't even know he was on a one-year contract. That's how out of the loop I was with that signing. I thought he definitely signed multiple years. So I heard the other day when we were at the game, actually, that, you know, he had only signed on for one year. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, he's, it really he's automatically going to be trade bait or, 
you know, which I think would be stupid as well. But no, we're, we're if they're gonna, depending on what we're not going to trade him, but he uh, he's definitely going to go somewhere else. I, I find it. I I would be just utterly shocked if he re-signed with the Orioles and, and we decided to pay him. It would blow my mind because this is not what we do. So, yeah. you know, Trumbo leaving the league in homers, having an awesome season. That's an obvious choice to me. Your other boy that you've dropped, Ian Desmond, who I mentioned I was going to give him the shortstop position, but he's playing outfield. So I had to give yeah. him outfield. Um, you know, 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases, batting well over 300. I don't think the batting average stays because this is not the type of player he's been in his entire career. But obviously this guy is on a mission to go get paid again because <laughs> he's an idiot and passed down a ton of money that the Nationals tried to give him a couple years ago. Yeah. And my third guy is a, it's really a toss up here. And this is where I said, I'm going a little over three, but not really. It's a really, it's really is a big toss up between George Springer, Adam Jones and Carlos Beltran and the Beltran one. Like I have him on our, my team in our league. And I still just am like waiting for the, the bottom to fall out on him. It's just, but he keeps playing well. So, you know, they all have about the same amount of home runs. I think Springer's got the stolen bases, which gives him a little bit of the edge, but they're all right there, and they're all just playing awesome baseball right now. Jones started out super slow, and he's really come on strong since the beginning of June and, you know, got himself right back in the in the conversation there for that third outfield spot. Well, fourth if you count Trout. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, guys that I've got four listed here. One is just I just want to throw in at the end there, but the first two are are all stars. Um, but again, they're deservingly slow, uh, uh, deservingly so, and you know they've just been prizes this year. Well, one definitely came out of nowhere. Um, you know, Adam Duvall is my first guy from the Reds. He's not really helping you in average. He's only hit 250, but he's got 23 homers coming into the break, 61 RBIs. So, you know, he's only got two years experience. This is really, to me, more of his rookie year, I feel like. Um, but he, he's just been a really nice surprise. And, you know, he's, he's playing well for a team that's not playing super well themselves. Um, but he, he's definitely a, a much needed home run boost. So got to like that. Uh, he does have 94 strikeouts though. So that's what's, what's hurting you with him. Um, the second guy I have listed here is uh, a much more common name. Um, Mr. Carlos Gonzalez, uh, in Colorado, and he's just having a really nice bounce-back year right now. Um, you know, he, he's been kind of an injury issue the past few years. He just hasn't really been able to 
stay on the field, stay in games. And did he get forty um, bombs last year? Um, uh, maybe. Pretty sure, pretty I'm sure he did. We'll see. We'll see. He's got nineteen homers now, three eighteen uh, average, fifty four ribbies. Um, I think he's got a ton of stolen bases too. No, no, he's only got two stolen bases. Sorry. Nah, he doesn't run uh, anymore. He used to be a yeah. big part of his game, but not anymore. Used to be, but yeah. He's, he had 40 bombs he's last year. 30 now. So, all right, well, 40 bombs, but. Him and him and Arenado, man, they just went on a tear the last he month of, of the season. played in two years ago is what I'm thinking. He was in 153 games last year, so two years ago is what I'm thinking. He was really yeah. down, only played 70 games. You were for that on 110. So 135. So yeah, all right. We'll take last year out, but <laughs> playing well again this year. So uh, the next guy I want to talk about is is another guy that we've we've talked about. You know, is free agent pickup and and guy that you should be looking at if you need some outfield help. And uh, that's Mr. Melvin. My name is no longer BJ Upton Jr. Uh, hitting the 262. Got 45 runs, 44 ribbies, 16 homers, and 20 stolen bases. 20 stolen bases coming into the break. I mean, you knew that the Uptons were were runners, but he's finally getting on base enough to actually run. His average is not terrible like it used to be. And, you know, another Padre that seems to be kind of finding his stride right now. So, again, if he's out there, he's he's owned in about 65% of leagues now, but he may still be sneaking around your your league. So I definitely would look at him. And then the last guy I've listed, uh, he's having a good good season, high high average guy, you know, decent homers, double digits, uh, Mr. Steven Piscotti. Um the reason I want to list him is because he's only 25 years old. So, you know, he was a touted, touted prospect in their, uh, in their farm system. And he's pretty much showing why right now with the, the year that he's had so far. So um, I, I think he's, he's definitely worth a look if he's hanging around in your league too. And you, you need a little bit of, a little bit of pop. Yeah, no, <laughs> Funny, funny with uh, Melvin Upton Jr. I, I picked him up so randomly. I felt like, um, in in my dynasty league, it was like the first month of the season or something weird like that. I just was like, oh, Melvin Upton Jr. He's having a good week. Whatever, I'll pick him up. And man, I just he's like absolutely starting for me now all the time. It's because he's just awesome all of a sudden. So yeah, he's, yeah he's huge, huge pickup for me. I mean, yeah, April twentieth is when I picked him up, and at that point, like he was doing okay. It wasn't anything like fantastic. It was like, oh, he had a couple home runs. Yeah, why not? You know, I kind of remember him being good back in the day, and yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. So <clears throat> definitely a good pick there. So starting pitchers, I figured we'd do a couple starters and a couple relievers each. Um, I, I think Chris Sale, the the starting pitcher for the American League in the real all-star game, is kind of the obvious choice for the American League. The guy's incredible. Um, 
and he is in a tier of his own, you know, maybe even with another tier between him and the rest of the American League pitchers. It feels like the American League right pitchers now, are yeah. not very good. There's a couple these you know there's a couple good ones, but Sale is the only excellent one. He's the only true ace in my opinion. Um my second choice, I was debating on Salazar, um, and you know, even like Carrasco's had a good, you know, any of those, any of those Cleveland Indian pitchers seems to have had a really good first half. Um, you know, Carrasco was hurt, so that that kind of diminishes him a little bit. But the guy that I, I do want to mention and ultimately pick is Aaron Sanchez. And funny I say that, he's in the game right now. Um, right kinda, now yeah. I was kind of hoping they weren't going to pitch him because they, you know, they keep talking about putting him in the bullpen in the second half. So I'm, I was kind of hoping they were going to save his arm, not let him pitch. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that said, the guy's got 103 strikeouts already, but a below three ERA, a whip around 1.2, which isn't fantastic. It's kind of gone up here in the last month or so, but – the, you know he's nine and one, and he's just he's tied for quality starts in all of baseball with Bumgarner, Kershaw, and Lester. And this guy's I mean he's just he's absolutely the real deal. So he deserves he deserves the All Star nod there. Yeah, I I agree with all of those guys. I mean I I really like Salazar and what he's been doing right now. So tough to argue with him. Um, but yeah, Sanchez has, has been very, very good for that Toronto team. Um, so it, it, it's a little, uh, less difficult for me, uh, starting pitcher wise. I mean, well, it's, it's diff- just, more difficult the other way. It, yeah. I mean, there's so many aces to list, uh, that are in the NL, NL right now. I mean, you got Arietta, you've got Madison Bumgarner, you've got Kershaw, you've got Cueto, you got Jose Fernandez, who probably won't finish the year in the rotation. So, you know, there that's kind of a, a downer, but you know, two guys here, uh they're they're kind of on opposite spectrums in my mind because you know, the the first guy is basically a, a fantasy I don't know he's fantasy kryptonite in some sense but he's always there and he's just always putting up numbers and that is Mr. Big Sexy himself Bartolo Colon I I, I mean he's the ageless wonder he's 43 years old 18 years I I, I need to have that that means of like Boom, boom, for him. Because like, <laughs> he always calls him Big Sexy. So like, that's that's his name. That's his nickname. I that's know. That's his alter ego. So funny. I mean, oh, he's a he's got a career ERA of 3.95, and this year alone, he's at a 3.28. So, uh, I mean, I, he he must have had some just horrific years to get up that high. And 395 is not great by any means. But, I mean, you just look at, at, yeah, I mean, the last two years before that, 
416 in 2015, a 409 in 2014, a 265 in 2013 for the A's. Uh, you know, I mean, so his ERA is all over the place, um, you know, consistency-wise. I mean, he's almost at 100 innings already this year. Uh, he His whip is sitting at 122, which is, a, you know, it's pretty average, I feel like. Um, but it's not killing you. And, and you know, he's he's already got 17 starts. Um, he's 7-4 and four on the year. I mean, he's, he's really been one of the best pitchers for the Mets. I mean, if you take Thor out of the equation, he's probably been their second-best pitcher. Harvey's been terrible mm, I would still say DeGrom. But... Well, DeGrom's not getting the win. He's getting a lot of quality starts. So I'll give him that. You know, and he's been pitching well, but he's just not getting any support. <laughs> That's um, not his fault. That is exactly why we no, I know. stupid, stupid category and no fans. Blah, 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 blah. So, you, you know, know I'm I right. feel like it's, uh, he's been, he's been great for this team. Um, and then, like I said, the other guy who's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum is almost 20 years younger, and that's same division, Mr. Julio Teheran of the Atlanta Braves. He's got an ERA below three. His record sucks at three and eight, but he's got 107 strikeouts and a .97 whip. I mean... Yeah, you're not you're not getting the wins out of them. So if you're in a league that that values wins, that hurts. But you know, if he's getting the quality starts, which I'm trying to find on this thing, I'll see if he is. Uh, you know, he's just been pitching lights out for a terrible team. That's why he's oh, got yeah. so many losses. I, I mean, Atlanta is just not good. So, no, it's, it's, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they've come on. I wonder if they wish bit. they had BJ Upton now. <laughs> What's that? I wonder if they wish they still had BJ Upton. I, they might be. That's I mean, crazy. <laughs> it's he was so pathetic for them. He was terrible for them, and now he he leaves, and he's like, oh, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, be much better now. But he's got. First game was a quality start. Um, now, another quality start at the end of April. One, two, three, four more in June. Or, I'm sorry, in May. Um, almost all of his starts in June were quality starts. He missed by .1 innings against the Dodgers on the third. Um, and then... He's gotten lit up in July to the tune of five earned runs per outing, um, you know, against Miami and then the, the White Sox. But before July hit, I mean, he he was pitching very well. Um, so I still think he's going to be pretty good for you the rest of the season. ERA probably will hover above three. Uh, same with the whip above, right above one. But the strikeouts are going to be there, and the quality starts will be there, I think. So 
you know, he's a guy that I definitely like moving forward, especially if he gets traded. Yeah, yeah. If he gets traded to a good team and you can't win, that's going to be phenomenal for his value. But, yeah, no, it's – I mean, it's hard to go away from those big five or six that you mentioned earlier. But, you know, those are obvious guys. That's boring. So, yeah, Tehran and, and I guess Bartolo Colon are, are good secondary choices. <laughs> anyway, let's close this up real quick with some haha, closers. See what I did there? Um, anyway, I know. Terrible joke. I, I, can Terrible bad, joke. I can have bad jokes just like you. But at least I call myself out on it. <laughs> you think they're good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Zach Britton, 27 <laughs> saves, American League East leading Orioles closer. Um, absolutely shut down. Below one ERA, below one whip. Um, it's He comes in. I don't. I'm not nervous one bit with him. And then the other guy I'm I'm going with in the American League. You know, honestly, I thought about going with his teammate Brad Brock, who, you know, if you're in a holds league, he's been just incredible. You know, another guy below one WHIP and ERA, and, and and I picked him up in our league. It just absolutely phenomenal season for him. I did not see that coming at all. Um, yeah. But if we're going to go with closers, I'm going to go with Alex Colomb, and I know he was still, you know, I know he was injured for a little bit, and, of course, as soon as he comes back, the Rays have decided they don't want to win any more baseball games, so he'll never get a save again, it seems like. But, you know, 19 saves. Uh, everybody thought that when Boxberger was going to come back that he was going to take the closer spot, but Colomb just was like, uh-uh, don't <laughs> – Go look somewhere yeah. else for that, and you know he's had an incredible season, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to be giving up that that closer job at all. Yeah, I, I definitely like Britain. He's you know twenty seven saves in twenty seven opportunities, so he's been absolutely dominant and fun to watch. Um, the two guys I have here, uh, Jinmar Gomez from Philadelphia, hometown boy. Figured if you went with the hometown boy, I might as well as well. Yeah, um, man. Gomez be good. But the, the the reason I like him is because he's very similar to uh, Yuri Familia, um, stats-wise. The only thing he doesn't have is the Ks. Uh, he's got about half as many Ks. But, I mean, the the ERA is is right in line with what Familia's got. Uh, Familia is sitting at 31 saves, 41 strikeouts, and a 120 whip. But Gomez, I, I believe, is at a, a 110 whip. Um, and like I said, about half the Ks. Um, but he came in, you know, Philly's bullpen was just like up for grabs um, between Andrew Bailey and um, David Hernandez. And then Gomez just kind of became the guy. So I really like what he's done for that team. Another bad team, but they're kind of in the thick of it, and he's got 24 saves for them. So I think he'll be he'll be valuable the rest of the way through, and, and he should, uh, you know, probably crack around 35 saves. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see him hit 40, but it depends on what the team does if they start, you know, winning again. Um, and then the other guy I had listed here was uh, Fernando Rodney another Padre, um, well, pre-trade. But he's really, he, he's really kind of tanked since he got traded to Miami because he's not closing for him. And right. AJ Ramos is another guy who's been a standout. 
Um, but Rodney was, was killing it in the closer role for San Diego. So that trade kind of baffled me a little bit. But, I mean, you see it all the time with closers going to other teams. You know, Papelbon last year, although he stayed the closer, and then Storin lost his closer role. So, you know, it's just a uh, relief pitching is a fickle, fickle position. So those are, those are the guys I like. Yeah, I think I would have. I think I still would have gone uh, Jansen in that case. I mean, he's right up there with Britain. I mean, it's just a uh, just top oh, yeah. notch closer, and uh, hard to argue there. But yeah, so that's uh, I mean that's our ALNL fantasy baseball squad there here. So um, lots of guys to choose from. Definitely a lot of a lot of good players. I wish we'd had time to do like our all value team and stuff like that. But we you know we just don't have the show capable to do something like that. That that'd be the yeah. way to do it. But um, you know, definitely, definitely a lot of good names there. And so we will close out today's show with one question that I got this week. And it's an interesting one. I want to hear your thoughts on this first before I give what my answer was. So who finishes with more wins and a lower ERA, David Price or Adam Wainwright? And I, when I, I'll tell you, when I first thought of this, I was like, well, this is an obvious choice. And then I looked at the numbers and I was like, wow, they are a lot closer than I thought they were. <laughs> and uh, so it's, it was a tough choice. So I'll let you go first, though. I actually think that wins, and I don't have their stats in front of me now, but I think I'm going to go with Price for wins, but I think I'm going Wainwright for ERA. Or is it both? Are you looking for someone I mean, he, to have both? Because I can read that question two ways. Yeah, yeah that's I true. Mean, I, I, mean, I think he's probably asking who's, of the two who's going to have both of these stats. Yeah, I think um, he was also. But... I, I think uh, I'll go Price just because his second half overall has been very dominant in the past few years, and he knows that he's got something going on that he needs to fix, and I think that he will. I think this break is exactly what he needed, and I think he's going to make it, you know, get it, get the ship righted here. Wayne right yeah. Yeah, I mean I yeah. <laughs> I uh God. dad jokes all over the place in this show today. Man, so bad. We are such dads. Gosh, what happened to us? Um <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm I agree with you. It took me a minute. I had to really think about it here, but um you know, ERAs are very similar wins. Um Wainwright's got eight. Price has nine. I mean, everything is so similar except for the K's. I mean, David Price is having – like, he's having his best season strikeout-wise that he's ever had so yeah. far. Um, I don't know if that continues. And honestly, maybe he should think about pitching to a little bit more contact because um, he's – 
maybe he's just missing on some of his flamethrowers trying to strike out so many guys and he's missing because his home run to fly ball ratio is, is up a good percentage and that's what's hurting him. And that's the reason why I think that he's going to finish with the better ERA too, because I think he'll correct himself. His FIP and his XFIP are lower than Wainwright's right now. And, um, you know, the fact that he does have the strikeout potential, which Wainwright does not as much anymore. Wainwright's strikeouts have been dropping significantly in the last couple of years. Um, so wins might be close. I think the Red Sox are a better team, but I think that could still be close. Um, but I think ERA will go to go to price overall. So yeah. that is my take on it. And, um Yep, so that is all I had for the show today. Uh, you know, make sure you check out the Fantasy Edge with Richard Seville and Kevin Huo. I think he's got a, um, I think he's gonna have a, a guest co-host this week. Um, but you know, that's on that's on Thursday night, I believe, at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And then obviously the uh, the 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 fat. Oh man, I'm gonna murder the name of this one. The uh, I have it on my notes here. I gotta look it up. <laughs> so bad, I can't remember the name. The Fantasy Fat Cast with David Ganos and Eric Mack of So-Called Fantasy Experts. Uh, they they're airing their shows on Monday and Thursday afternoons. So um, make sure you tune into them as well on the So-Called Fantasy Experts Network here. So. That's all I have for the show. Unfortunately, there were no more picks in the uh, in the slow draft here. I was hoping to give a couple more updates, but no can do. That's what slow drafts will do, I guess. So anyway, yeah, probably probably went to sleep for the night. I guess so, and maybe he'll get auto picked. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's all I've got for the night. Everybody, have a good night, and see you all next week when we do our quarterback preview and i believe we're going to have a guest from fantasy six pack on tyler thompson who did the quarterback preview over there so uh looking forward to bringing him on and and doing the quarterback preview and getting pretty deep into football starting next week sounds good i'll talk to you then hey now you're an It's Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.